Welcome to the Plants Dig Soil podcast. In this podcast, I explore ways that plants can be used to build a healthy soil in agricultural, horticultural, and home gardening systems. Soil health leading up to potato production. Potatoes can be a tough crop to integrate into your crop rotation when your goal is to maintain and improve soil health. In a companion podcast, I went through common hurdles and potential solutions to maintaining soil health in the year of potato production. In this podcast, I'm focusing on the rotational years between potato years. Unlike standard low disturbance crop rotations, the goal in this system is going to be to overcompensate for the coming disturbance here. It's not about getting to a particular organic matter number. It's about getting the proper flow of carbon through the system. The goal is to build a bank of carbon ahead of the potatoes so that it can be spent while growing them. If the economics of your system means that potatoes give you the greatest return, you can afford to spend more money investing in the soil and worry less about returns in the intervening years. However, you may need to maximize returns in each year, in which case your goals will change. It's never an easy decision, and it's never straightforward, but choosing to invest in your soil when you're able to will help you to draw on it when you cannot. Cash crop systems after potatoes. One place to start building your soil is the period directly after potatoes. You may be able to establish a winter cereal crop such as winter wheat or fall rye. This could be planned as a cover crop that will be terminated in the following spring, or it could be planned to be left as a cash crop. The advantage to planning this as a cash crop is that it will be one of the first crops to be harvested in the following year and gives a long season to establish and grow cover crops that build the soil. A well-proven system for building the soil is to, grow, is to grow red clover in a winter wheat crop. It can do great things for the soil and the following crop, but the establishment can be tough. If the crop is weak and the red clover can overtake it, if the weed, controls, if the weed pressure is high, it can be tough to control the unwanted plants and favor the wanted plants. Perhaps some new thinking can be applied to make this work. As mentioned in a companion article, corn growers are working at establishing a cover crop in the corn just before row close. What if wheat were planted on wider rows and this area in between could be seeded with a cover crop once the weeds were controlled? Some growers are trying ultra-wide corn, which is 1.5 meter row widths. The experience so far is that there's about a 5% yield loss, but there can be two to four times the amount of cover crop growth. While, right, while wide rows may result in less cash crop yield, remember that it's not about getting the most crop off the soil. It's about building the soil up and still getting a return on the crop. Also, think about the system. If the red clover or any other cover crop mix produces nitrogen that the following crop can use, expenses are down. How long the cover crop is left will depend on the planned cash crop for the following season. It may be best to kill before winter if it will overwinter and cause problems at seeding the following year. On the other hand, having a living crop growing in the spring may be able to draw down water and aid in planting the cash crop. At some point, it will need to be killed and this will need to be factored into the system. As an alternative to using a fall planted cover crop after potatoes as a cash crop, 
consider using it as a nurse crop, planting soybeans into fall rye, showing the great promise as a way to control weeds without chemicals and to provide some extra cover for a crop that leaves very little after. Soybeans are nitrogen fixers, so fall rye also has the advantage of using up most of the free nitrogen in the soil. As the soybeans develop, they get the cue to maximize nodule productions, and so we'll give you a crop with no nitrogen input. The fall rye may give back some nitrogen later in the growing season. If it does, it's a bonus for the soybeans, not a detriment. If the following year's crop is an early seeded crop, the field could be left after soybeans with a cover of rye and soybeans double holding it in place. If there's time to establish a cover crop and it fits in with the following cash crop, try to establish something. Integrating animals after potatoes. An alternative to establishing a fall cereal crop or nurse crop after potatoes is to establish a cover crop designed for grazing. If there's not enough season remaining to establish the species desired in a cover crop, it could be planted in the fall and then the ideal mix planted in the spring. There's potential in the system to let the plants and animals do the compaction busting tillage if it can be established as the potatoes are maturing. See the companion article for this. Or immediately after harvest. Don't underestimate what plants can do. If the breeding efforts looked at cash crops for spent on cover crops, we'd potentially have plants ideally suited to establish in tough conditions and we're able to do things we've never thought of. Think of the first radish that was bred specifically to pick up hard pans, the tillage radish. Grazing helps to build the soil in many ways. The saliva from cattle introduces new microbes to the soil system. The act of removing some of the above ground crop stimulates the plant to keep growing vegetatively and keeps pumping carbon down into the soil for the microbes. When done properly, taking no more than half of the growth, it doesn't affect root growth and maximizes new shoot growth. Manure and urine are added to the soil and some economic activity can be gained. Whether you think of it as less feed needed for the animals or weight gained to the animals. Mowing can have a similar effect on the soil health if you cannot have animals on your land. Most of the Canadian seed canola is grown in southern Alberta, Canada. A strip of males taking up about 25% of the field is placed between a bay of female plants. The males are clipped two to three times in the year, 30 to 60 centimeters from the ground to stimulate flowering and ensure a long window of pollen for the females. Once flowering is complete, the males are mowed down to ground level, effectively killing them. In the following year, I've sometimes noticed crops growing more vigorously and for slightly longer in these strips. I've taken paired soil samples in the male and female bays and I've never seen a difference in nutrients. It's something in the biology that is changing that isn't captured on a standard soil test. Now that I have a soil health testing lab in my area, there may be opportunity to find out what is going on. Looking at the full rotation cycle. Thinking through the rest of the rotation, look for ways that you can have a living root as long as possible. The reason for this is that the living root pumping down carbon for the microbes below is what develops the soil. It may seem the plant is giving up too much, but they'll never give without getting. The microbes help them by supplying nutrients more effectively than the plant can do on its own, and even mining the soil minerals when it can't be found in the system. When cover crops do this, 
all of the mined nutrients are returned to the system and in time will be available to the cash crops. You might think of planting a barley crop intended for green feed to use for yourself or sell to neighbors. Immediately after it's harvested, a warm season crop could be planted to establish in the soil quickly. Possibly some cool season species can be mixed in to take over in the fall. Think through the rotation cycle. Which crops can be matched up? Could an early crop have a cover crop established and let it grow into the next spring before a late seeded crop? Could you follow your late harvested crops with an early seeded one that allows for a cover crop? Could a perennial crop be established for the next few years? Now to think entirely differently. What about intercrops? There's renewed interest in intercrops. Many farmers are experimenting with them and researchers are trying to study them. The concept is to grow two or more, but let's not get complicated here, cash crops at the same time. Yellow peas and canola are a popular choice here in Canada and even have their own name, peola. These crops work well together because sorting the seed at harvest is relatively easy due to very large differences in seed size. In most cases, the total yield from both crops is greater than the monocrop. It may seem, they seem to do best in lower fertility systems. It seems counterintuitive, but it appears that the legume, which is the pea in this case, gives nitrogen to the canola. It's also possible that the canola is drawing on, on leached nitrogen deeper down in the shallow rooted peas that can't access it. Coming to the year immediately before potatoes, most any of the strategies above could be used, but you need to think through what you want when the fall comes. When you're forming the hills, you want the soil workable. If you want to have green material mixed into the hills, you need to have a way to chop and mix it prior to creating the hills. The year prior to potatoes may not be the best year to grow lots of biomass. It may be best planned as a year to ensure that stable aggregates and deep soil loosening that allow for the least amount of disturbance in creating the hills. If you're an organic producer, this could be the time to build up nitrogen supplies in the soil. If you're a conventional grower and have a good system for fertilizing the potatoes, this may be a good time to draw down the supplies so that nitrogen release can be timed properly across the growing season. In this article, I've covered what you can do in the years between potato crops. I encourage you to think of starting right after the diggers have passed over the field, if not before, as I explained in a companion article. Whether you grow cash crops or have animals to integrate into the system, there are many options to start repairing the soil immediately. Throughout the remainder of the rotation, the bias has to be on building the soil and to be ready for the soil disrupting event. Thank you for listening to the Plants Dig Soil podcast. Before acting on any of the information given in this podcast, be sure to get local advice first. If you're not sure where to turn, contact me. There are links to my website and contact information in the description of this episode. If you want to follow up on some of the sources, check out the post on my website. This will also be linked in the episode description.